your neighborhood insurance rates Stop that rain Makes us happy living in a gay chocolate rain Made me cross the street the other day Chocolate rain Made you turn your head the other way Chocolate rain It's quickly crashing through your veins Chocolate rain Hello and welcome to episode 50, the Big Five O. Ballet for Hero Clicks. I'm gonna bake a cake. We should have baked cakes too late. Now we don't know how to bake. We would. You mean we should have bake. bought a cake? Is what you meant to say? I know how to bake a cake. What? <laughs> welcome to Ballet for Hero Clicks. I am your host Hunter Smith. Starting the offensive shit really quickly this week. With me, I have Mr. Drew Alderson. The man who does more fingering than a piano teacher. In fact, I do. And I also have Austin Smith. That's right, he showed up. Hallelujah, brother. He actually came today. Giggity. Today we will have a full Unrelated episode. to the true comment. <laughs> today we will have a full episode for you guys. We will cover what little news has been uh, shared with us this week. Talk quickly about War of the Light Sealed... Um, we can we'll kind of go through each piece, and uh, that's in wave one because there really isn't that many different pieces now that I think about it. Um, talk about sealed potential for each of them. Then we will of course have Drew Silver Age Value Corner mm-hmm. and talk about community and some comics this week as well. Let's start off with news as always, and I will just quickly say I know we talked about this last week, but if you guys haven't seen the the uh, results from Origins, you can go to HeroClicks.com and go to the 2014 U.S. HeroClix National Champion article, and you can see listed there the top 16, I think that, or sorry, just top 8 teams that placed at Origins this year, and I just bring this up uh, just because if you haven't seen it yet, take a look at it, and we will be talking about these teams the next time we do a full episode, which will be 52, which will be our one-year anniversary and our video podcast. Live. Very first. Not live. Dial H for Hero Clicks live. Live on YouTube. Live, but not really live. Can I bake a cake for episode. that? Sure, bake a cake. Woo! Bake Whatever. a cake, Austin. Uh, we'll <laughs> be talking about origins and kind of the new state of the meta, and then talk about how we think these teams will change now that at that time... Basically, right when we record, uh, the meta will have ro- the modern age will have rotated. So we'll talk about how that will affect some of these teams that just did really well at Origins. Chaos War is going to be moving to the retirement home. So look forward to that in a couple weeks. Uh, another news: we got some uh, retailer assets were found on HeroClicks.com oh, for oh, the oh, Yu-Gi-Oh oh, OP oh. kit. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh OP kits. It just says, "Let's bring it up here." Month one. For the Yu-Gi-Oh! Battle of the Millennium Storyline OP Kit. So we assume there will be multiple of these. Each OP Kit is designed to support up to 10 players. The OP Kit contains 4 LEs, 11 3D resources, and 11 3D special objects, 5 maps, and 1... Uh, instruction sheet. So, there are going to be uh, resources for Yu-Gi-Oh! And I don't think anybody saw this coming. I mean, we knew there was going to be some kind of Yu-Gi-Oh! OP kit type thing, again, with the Wave 2, yeah. but I did, I did not see a resource coming. That's for damn sure. 
So we assume it's going to, you know, the one resource and then the uh, our starting relic for it, and then we assume we'll get more. Exactly what it's going to be, who knows? Sadly, we won't even be able to use it in Silver Age. Yeah, you, you could use it yeah, in Silver Age. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is Silver Age. Yu-Gi-Oh is Silver no, it Age. Isn't, then they it's spell and traps that you can't use. Yeah, spell and uh, traps in Silver Age. Oh, I just thought you can use Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. For now, they that will be changed, I, would, I will think. But anyways... Um, yeah, so that's really cool. That's, that's then uh, get hype. Yeah, if you guys have any interesting theories on what the resource could be, uh, send them to us at dialhforheroclicks at gmail Millennium puzzle. That's that's the big one. I, I said it'd be cool <laughs> if they could do like Exodia. You got to like put the pieces of Exodia together. It's uh, either a dual disc, a Millennium puzzle, or Exodia. I I think it's gonna be a dual disc or Millennium puzzle. Those are the two obvious. Millennium ones. puzzle so sweet. Um, the big thing that uh, the news thing that we have to talk about today oh, though no. <laughs> is the WizKids announcement of the Con in Your Store program. Hardly. <laughs> so at base, this sounds very uh, good, very welcome. Yeah. Um, because the way it works is, your store orders a big shipment of HeroClix related items, mm-hmm. either two hundred and fifty. or $1,000 worth of product. And then when you make that order, you just let WizKids know, hey, uh, we want the con in your store uh, thing added to our shipment of this product for free. Sound like a good deal, right? That's a good idea. uh, And depending on how much money you spent, you get different levels of prizes in those OP kits. So for example, the $250 one gets you one 10 count brick of marquee figures doesn't say exactly what they are um, a couple random convention figures then you get or yeah and then two convention figures uh, the possible things that those two random convention figures could be are the old anniversary white lanterns the Wonder Woman con or one of the horsemen of the apocalypse cons or moonstone con or king uh Colonel, uh, uh, Colonel Star, <laughs> Kickass, Colonel Stars and Stripes, Kickass Colonel Stars and Stripes. Those are the only prizes you get for two fifty, and then you also get the opportunity to sell the following things in your store: Shuma, Trinity of Sin, Spider Man and his amazing friends, Team Base, and Captain America Sentinel colossal figures. And then at the five hundred uh, point level, dollar level, you would get two of the smaller kits, one of the twenty twelve holiday figures, White Lantern, Batman, Mephisto, or Holiday Elf, uh, a Star Trek Attack Wing Con promo card set. Okay. I don't know if that's just a card. I don't know what that's what that exactly. There are officers that you pick as pilots in Attack Wing. Okay. So there's a bunch of promo ones. Um, there's, uh, and then you get two random 2012 cons, one random 2013 cons, and then you get the opportunity to sell those things. And then if you spend the whole $1,000, you get three of the small little kits, one each of the 2012 holiday figures, four random 2012 cons, two random 2013 cons, and one each of the 2013 holiday figures, and this is the first time we've gotten official confirmation on these. We have Red Rain. 2013. Yeah, I don't know why it's 13, even though it's going to be 2014 before they come out. But uh, 
Red Rain Batman with Vampire Batman. So those these images we saw are actually legit. Vampire Wolverine and Krampus, who we did already talk about. On we the talked about him a lot, actually. Yeah. The, uh, man, the sculpt for the uh, Krampus is great, but the Batman was terrible. Yeah. Really? I thought it was okay. It was okay. It's so glossy and weird looking. I did not like it. Yeah, so you get one each of those, and then you get... Here's the big one. One complete set of the DC Hero Clicks War of the Light 2014 convention-exclusive construct objects. Oh, God. Parentheses, 56 pieces. So oh there God. are going to be 56 different constructs that are con-exclusive. Fuck. Are you shitting me? <laughs> So How many different colors of lanterns are there? Seven or eight? Eight. eight. That, so that means there are seven unique constructs. Wait, per no, nine, nine. Nine? Yeah, there's nine. White, black, green, red, orange, yellow, violet, indigo, and blue. blue. Yeah, nine. Um, you are fucking kidding me. <laughs> so you thought that six utility belt pieces was bad. How about 56 this is relics? This is so stupid. I'm wondering if that's in, if that's instead meaning so many, like 56 total, or is it... It says one complete set of the objects. Oh, 56, 56 pieces. pieces. Well, and then you get the opportunity to sell all that stuff. So, it still sounds like a good deal for $1,000. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, this is store price, so this is what it would cost the store, not MSRP $1,000. So it's actually a lot more product than you would think. So why do we? Why are we not crazy about this? Well, I was crazy about it until I saw the little detail at the top yep. that what you order has to be off of their qualifying list, list. Of, of products. So let's look at the list of product that we can use to use this. Bioshock. Pacific Rim, which is actually the only tolerable thing on here. GSX Super Booster. GSX Super Boosters and Fast Forces. Uh, Man of Steel, Teen Titans, Wolverine the X-Men, Gravity Feed, not the main set. Star Trek, Hobbit, St- Hobbit Starter Set, uh, Invincible Iron Man, Gravity Feed, Batman, Batman 60s, 60s, Arkham Origins, all the little things that are already probably stuck Mage Knight. Um, you guys did not buy enough Mage Knight. That is an amazing, wonderful set. But anyways, Mage Knight and some other random, some courier stuff. So you basically have to buy a thousand dollars store price worth of junk that will never ever sell at your store, unless maybe for the random store that just opened, just started selling clicks, and just started getting players. That all just started playing Hero Clicks just now. <laughs> this is perfect for that. Then you, then what a deal. Jesus Christ, I don't have any Teen Titans. Otherwise, this shit is going to sit on your shelf for an, This is a genius move by Whiskey. Oh, God, is it? Genius. The first thing that came to mind when I saw what they were selling was like, I guess their warehouse is just getting a little bit full. That's exactly what it is, and why not? Try to move the stuff out of their warehouse and try to give us, you know, cool stuff, some incentive to do it. And see, I get it. The, I get it. It's just, I don't see why anyone would do this. It's you, kind of funny because uh, one of the problems they complain about is they're running out of storage space. Like, that's part of why we're getting delays and stuff like that is they have no more warehouse space for all the new stuff. So for them to push this is actually a good idea. It just sucks that it's a thousand dollars of stuff. How that... much Teen Titans do they have left? I mean, I mean after Gen Con and everything. Yeah, after Gen Con, there was a lot of Teen Titans at Gen Con. Did you see uh, in their Dice Masters yeah. announcement they mentioned that they're now the world's largest producer of dice? 
Really? Yeah. That's freaking nuts. I guess as many Dice Masters boosters as they sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyways. Thank you, Austin Stone. So, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, at least we got to know official confirmation on the winter uh, convention figures. Hopefully, this is not the only way that we will have access to those figures. Hopefully, there's other ways, because I would like to this get This is those really dumb. And some players' For multiple hands. reasons. I like it. We have enough. We have enough problems ordering new stuff, let alone old stuff. Um. Anyways, so if your store just started and have never sold any of that stuff, then by all means, that this is a great we, opportunity for you. But we still have a case of Batman sixty six <laughs> for most stores. This uh, this is probably not what you're looking for. Um, unless the only way is. If you bought two hundred and fifty dollars worth of that stuff, and you thought you could basically do a sealed of that stuff for the people to show up and you know play a sealed of that stuff, you know what would be fun, and then try to compete for those prizes. But the thing is, the two hundred fifty, the thousand dollar level at a thousand dollars, you're gonna have to spend. That's like two thousand dollars MSRP worth of stuff. Yeah, you're gonna have to sell two thousand dollars worth of stuff to your players. And what charge at least at the very minimum twenty five dollars a head? That's four. That's eighty play. Yeah, twenty five dollars each. You'd have to have eighty players to get the money back, and then you would have to. And then, really, do you have that many players? Do you even have twenty players who want this stuff bad enough to pay twenty five dollars a buy in? Because honestly, I'm not that impressed with the, the prize. You know what'd be really fun? Thanks. Like a GSX super booster draft. <laughs> You just have colossal on colossal action. Well, how? What's the do? What's the MSRP on the GSX Super Booster Twenty? Nah, I'd say at least twenty five, but I'm not for sure. I don't know because nobody wants them anymore. They're not on the shelves. Yeah. Um. Do do And then I kind of talked about it last week, but we do have a box with the black and white War of the Light lanterns, but still have no official word on how we are actually going to get those in our hands. So. Because they definitely weren't sold at Origin. Yes, they were not sold at Origins. Alright, and then that is it for news. We're going to move into the main topic where we, we, where we will where, 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 where. be talking about War of the where, Light. Where, where, where. So we just got back from a War of the Light event. Oh yeah, I did terrible stuff. We did 400 points, figures only, no uh, resources or anything. And let's go through the pieces that are out in these boosters, talk about whether you should play them if you pull them, and uh, let's do it. Kind of how good they are. So first up is Orange Lantern Construct. It is a common, and honestly, I think it's pretty good. Oh, I think it's great for only thirty-five points. You need there's a lot of times in constructed that you need something that's forty points or less. Yep. And not only is it just a good cheap little figure. It has barrier and plasticity. That's yep. why I would take it. For 35 points, you get a flyer with barrier and plasticity, so it's definitely if worth playing. If he's in your boosters and you've got, like, 40 points left... He's, he's your only option in this in this set. He's your only thing. And there, there's a few things to bring up that we'll get to later, but this set is a lot about playing powerhouse piece versus powerhouse piece. Mm-hmm. And having a 35-pointer that can lock up your opponent for a turn with a barrier to keep... To keep them from doing anything I, I, or keep your piece safe? I'll, and plasticity to make them not take the chance. I'll counterpoint, to, your, to I'll counterpoint you later, but just be okay. aware. I mean, it depends. It all depends on what point cost you're playing, but continue. 
Well, they recommended 300. Yeah, they recommend 300. I think most people do 400, but anyway. Sinestro Core Recruit. He is okay. <clears throat> He's one of the meh pieces, I think. He is definitely not I, the best. I almost played him to fill out a theme team because he isn't bad at, for a running shot pulse wave too, but having a 9 attack on top click kills him for 50 points. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of, it's like they, they were like, okay, we're going to give him pulse wave running shot and... Nine attack. And Give the guy a ten, and he'd be I, I say he's better. A, I say he's a must play because even his minion trait that triggers is it still only bumps his damage and not his attack. Uh, attack so he still only has a nine so, attack. Yeah. Um, Indigo is not. It's in this the odd number one right. are the in the set. Yeah. Okay. Green Lantern rec- rec- recruit. The he's chef. Also, he's also pretty meh. The I chef. Think. Yeah. I love this guy. Broccoli head. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty mad as well. He's, he's definitely not good. He's 50 points. Um, he basically, what you would use him for is basically a line of fire blocker, yeah. I think. You know, fly in. ESD. He has a 16 ESD. Kind of annoy people, but for 50 points, you've got he a lot. He does have willpower. Yeah, you got a lot better uses, though. Definitely the Orange Lantern is, uh, Construct is one of the better. Then we have Blue Lantern <laughs> yeah, Recruit, who is, who is the, the, best. the best, not only the best recruit, but one of the best pieces in this entire set. He's Sealed Aura Construct. Ridiculous. For only 50 points. And you, don't be fooled at a glance. When I opened my pack, I didn't realize I pulled him because he's he's like a yellow leopard person or something like that. He's awesome. But it's at first I was like, oh, he's a yellow lantern recruit or something like that, and I just ignored him. And then I realized, oh, I've got a Blue Lantern recruit. He has. Perplex, TK, and Enhancement for 50 points. Plus he's a flyer, which in this set won't matter as much, but in Constructed is really, really good. Um, or if you're mixing sets, if your store has to do one, you know, one Word Light Booster, one something else, then he's even better uh, for carrying it as well. And then uh, next two clicks have Prob, and then the last click has uh, Support. He's freaking sick. Um, I don't know what else you want for support fifty points. Support with a, by the way, support with a ten attack and a fourteen. Oh damn, it's not defend. Oh, uh, if it there is, defend. there is a piece in this set uh, we'll get to later that has a fourteen defend with their support. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what more do you want? Perplex TK enhancement for fifty points. Can't do much better than that. He's great. The controller construct, which is also a a orange lantern type thing. Um, is also pretty good for 55 points. It, too, has barrier and plasticity. It has phasing, and it has a little bit higher defense with the 17 energy shield. So this is a slightly more expensive version of the Orange Lantern construct. Personally, though, I still think the Orange Lantern is better for the points. I think so. So out of your common constructs, the, the real key ones you're looking to pull and you're wanting to play, if you pull them, are the orange and the blue. The blue, by far. Yeah, Hunter, would you say that the biggest... Travesty of this set, however, is the fact that Glommy is the Orange Lantern construct and he is yellow. That is true. Glommy was the sculpt is yellow. Glommy is so yellow, and I wish they would have just called him Glommy or said Orange Lantern construct parentheses Glommy. <laughs> Hal Jordan. Now we have in this set we just have the orange and blue um, at the common slot. The orange is not bad. I haven't played him, but I looking at his dial, he's not bad. He is. Nearly identical to the blue one, by the way. This is the yeah, he is pretty much. This is the uh, the one we said we, is eight 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 like eight range double bolt eight moving eight movement running shot eighty eight points. Um, 
He has energy. All you really need to know is running shot, energy explosion with eight range double bolt, and gives willpower to and, yeah, and willpower. And then late dial, he turns into a little bit of an annoyance piece with plasticity and poison for three. And barrier. So he's decent. He's not. If you need a little filler around his point value, he's not bad, but he's also not. Oh shit! I pulled him. I need to build my team around him. He's not really worth it. So, Drew, what were you saying about how how Blue Lantern? He's not bad. Um, he starts off with nearly an identical clave um, to his Green Lantern or his. Uh, Except he's got ten movement instead of eight. Yeah, he's got ten. He's got one less range. and He's got ten movement. So but he's one hundred and four points. Yeah. The cool thing about him though is that his uh, Blue Lantern core keyword uh, giving them willpower is a little better because the Blue Lantern core in this set are really good. Yeah, they're stupid. Uh, he he doesn't have as much running shot though, yeah. and he uh, gets perplex really early. He loses energy explosion, gets perplex. I I don't really like him much at all personally. He's not great. I think he's expensive. Yeah, he's a little too expensive. So Hal Lantern, Hal Jordan, Blue Lantern, kind of stay away. Um, next we have Romot Rue. Now I have not played with him. Have either any of you guys I played? I have not even seen, seen him. Okay, so. Let's just objectively look at the dial. We got 77 points for a TKer. That can carry. And uh, that can carry and a perplexer to only decrease combat values. Meh. Meh. He's got yeah. a very Compared to dial. some of the Blue Lantern pieces that we already have talked about and we will be talking about, this guy's pretty damn meh. How about um, the Prime version of him? Prime version is Tomar 2, and he is a fucking boss. Oh, God, he's amazing. You have to play this. If you he's if a bomb. If you pull him, you're playing. If him. you pull him, you play him. I did. I did. Uh, we had a new guy play today, and I sat with him on a lot of his matches and helped him. And honestly, the first one I pretty much played for him, and uh, I was amazed at how good Tomar Two is. The main thing being that nine range. He on today's maps, on the month one maps, he's he can't quite take as advantage of it as he could normally. I thought the flip side had the good capabilities for it. If you if your opponent gets map choice and pick the flip side, um, and you pick the down at the base of the stairs, um, you have a great range capability down there. But if you if you're stuck at the top, no, you definitely don't. He comes with a construct that you can attach to him for free by paying his point cost when you build the force. And we I did allow people to do that. So as long as your venue allows people to do that. He is way worth his points because so the construct gives you a free action smoke cloud for only two markers, and then um, people who are in it must roll to break away to move for free from nine squares away. It's ridiculous. Um, he also has pul- running shot pulse wave, and then he has willpower as well, 18 super senses. And he can use Outwit as long as he's not next to anybody else within three squares. So, great. And then mid-dial, you really want to keep him top-dial, though. That's the only bad thing about him. He's a little... he I don't want to say finessey because he does have moving attack. But you really do not want him to get hit. Because after that, he... I qualify moving attack and pulse wave as finesse. I mean, you know... At mid-dial and late-dial, he's not as yeah, good. Yeah, he's really not. You really want to keep him on those top two clicks, but he's a great piece. Know. He's kinda, actually not bad. I kind of like I'm not saying middle. he's bad. He's I'm got precision strike and RC. He's kind of a sitting duck Yeah. once he gets to What's the middle. What's his movement power? Power action choose an opposing character then six squares until your next He becomes... It, it is good. Yeah, that power is good, but every time I saw him, he played, he, he got, got hit right past, past it. it. Yeah. There's a lot of heavy oh, That's, that's true. 
But I mean, like, I'm just, I was just thinking, I was like, man, against like a weapon or of cord or something, you could lock it down with that. Next up is another really good piece, Aresia. Uh, I saw play today. I, well, I shouldn't say really good, but she's well worth good. the points. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty good. TK and sidestep, uh, 75 points. Mm-hmm. TK and sidestep, and then willpower with the Lost Lanterns outwit. You Now, this chick, you really do have to keep top click. Because after that, she's like a random roll the dice on what powers she will and won't have. And she's really not worth it. So as long as you keep her top dial, she's worth putting in I your first I, for one, love that late game TK. If you pull her and you need a 75-ish point, you know, somebody in her point value, she is definitely worth putting on your team. Boudica. Uh, what do you guys think about Boudica? I haven't seen her play. She's pretty uh, I played against two of them today, actually, and they are really good for their points. She's your basic, uh, you know, blades piece. Um, what the my first match was against someone who had two of them. Yeah, there she's a straightforward charge blades piece. But what's really painful is the fact she gets outwit. And what happened to me was um, she, one of them was off to on its own, outwit my defense, charged blades, and the other one charged blades didn't. It was just painful. Next up is my man, Bedovian, oh, who yeah. wouldn't be quite as good on today's maps. But my God, if you can get a good, if you play this motherfucker on the bridge. With his ten range, get this, get this motherfucker a resource and see what the fuck happens. <laughs> he is so good. I he may even be potential meta. I know I said it a long time ago, but that armor keyword might earn him a spot in the meta. On He's some so good. So for 115 points, you get a piece with ten range and uh, special movement power that really is is key when you're playing him. When it's not your turn and no other characters are within two squares of him, lines of fire to him are blocked. So he's outranging you with Sharpshooter. I love the flavor text. And you can't get next to him. Did that rock just blink? Then he already has amazing values with an 11 attack and a 3 damage. RCE. If that's not good enough, you give him RCE and and you give him Precision Strike, which actually works with RCE. Yep. 10 rage negative perplex. Only thing the cat's missing is willpower or running shot. But my god, throwing Null's Hammer on this guy and Constructed would be disgusting. But even in even without constructed, even in sealed, he is just a perfect sniper. This is your sniper. Fuck it, give him a Gregos and just make him fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't uh, need willpower. He's yeah, and you don't have to worry about him being seen with his giant size because you can't draw lines mm-hmm. of fire to him. Yeah. So I really like him. Has anyone seen Lissa Drac played? I played I, her today. I played against her. Oh, well, I played her once. She's okay. She's annoying it's, as shit. She's annoying, but only if you get the right pieces. How she work? She has a prop that's traded uh, that she use regardless of range and line of fire, but only to target opposing characters with it, and only when they attack a character with a keyword she possesses. So she gets a it's a defensive prop that only works on care on to help friendlies that are that have Sinestro, black lantern, or monster. black lantern, and monster. And black lanterns are not in wave one. Nope. So. However, Monster and Sinestro Core is pretty easy but to But she also gets a special attack ability. She's perplexed, but the only cre- decreased combat values. But when she does, friendly characters targeting that character can use Precision Strike. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that, um, that, that caused me a lot of problems. And um, later down her dial, which is when, like, she has six clicks, so she's not the fullest dial, but she gets Steel Energy and Exploit. And um, she's I, got barrier top click too. Um, the first, my last round was against someone who played her with the triple wolf girl, and so he would perplex down my defense, 
the wolves would attack with blades, and they'd have precision strike for all three attacks. Nice. Um, and little little stuff like that. There's a lot of good combos with her. And prob is really important in this set because once again, big hitters, um, yeah. stuff like that. And attack values aren't super high in this set. There's a couple no. pieces with high ones, but yeah, not necessarily. Um, another thing I like about her. Actually, there are a lot of twelves in Will Star Really? Into. Yeah, but they they cost like two hundred some points though. I, uh, no, fucking um, Zillis has a twelve, and he's only a hundred and. Yeah, but Zillis is cute. He doesn't. Care. I know. We'll talk about it. He's can't so wait. cute. Can't wait to get my hands on Zillis. Uh, Lissa is the another thing I like about Lissa real quick is her top dial like her special things her prop and her perplex are all free actions so why not use the barrier nah. as your yeah. power action she's not bad let your guys get your hits in then barrier in to safety uh, Mongol at 23 oh Mongol's awesome have you guys played with him I played against him yeah I played him how's he work uh, Mongol's 165 points 7 range 12 movement charge flying 11 attack super strength 18 defense imperb and indom um, and a 4 damage special damage power. He has a trait, Thrall of the Black Mercy. When a character with a Black Mercy token would have one or more damage or action tokens removed, remove the Black Mercy token instead. Give him a free action to make a closer ranged combat attack targeting an opposing character with a Black Mercy token, regardless of range and line of fire, if he hasn't already attacked that character this turn. And the Black Mercy tokens are caused by his attack power, which he gets on his second click and on, which is Black Mercy's Bite. He can use in cap when he does hit characters are also given a black mercy token if they don't have one already. So not only does he give them a normal action token, he gives them what is effectively a buffer, where if they go to clear action tokens, they have to remove the black mercy token instead. So it's kind of like a double turn down with him. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he can then target them the next turn wherever they are if they haven't removed it. So it's really powerful. Um, a lot of people will keep him on his top click and use him as a straight beater character. But his second and third clicks are really good, especially if uh, he gets up on somebody, gets hit for like four or five, and he doesn't hit his imperv. Lands on close combat expert, um, the Black Mercy's Bite. Um, He has, of course, the typical perplex negative combat values, but he also gets an additional bit where when he does it, you also modify their attack value minus one. I'm not a huge fan of the dial construction, though. I I think he's got an amazing trait and an amazing end cap. But I would want him to have that top dial. Yeah, I don't And I would rather him have running shot. Like, if this guy had running shot and that special thing top dial, a five out of five stars. Six out of five stars. Yeah. If he could running shot, seven range, give these special tokens that slow the game down, and he had the special perplex on top of that, but I... That's why there are hammers, Hunter. But the other thing is that his perplex is really powerful because a negative... We've seen what a plus two on attack can do. A negative two on attack is painful, though. You can really lock somebody down. I mean, shoving a 12 to a 10 is huge. Yeah. So he's a decent piece. Yeah, I don't know if I would say I pull him, I'm going to play him guaranteed, but he definitely have my eye. Oh, boy. Now, one guy who you know you if you oh, pull yeah, him, if I you pull him, today. <laughs> not only do you play him, you do a little dance and you make a little love. Get down tonight. Weapon or Accord. We've already talked about him ad nauseum, honestly, but... uh at both point levels, he's pretty good, but he's far far better at 211 I do want to bring values. up, I do not recommend him at his half dial. I without a TKR. Uh, yeah, without a TKR, I definitely wouldn't recommend him at his half dial. But I also wouldn't because the maps today were not friendly to him, I felt like. Um, his capability to get around, even with a TKR. No, the one, the map that uh, 
the, the staircase in the That one was really like, friendly to him. I, it was a pain for me. I played that really? all three times. Dude, like, he's a beast. The problem with Austin's, though, is he... If you're playing this guy at 135... You don't want your, the rest of your team to yeah. be Oh, you were playing big, on 135? He yeah. was playing oh, him, yeah, but then one. his other piece wasn't supporty. It was a, another big points yeah. piece. If you played him and another 100-ish player and a couple um, supporter guys, then they would be really good. Okay, so when designing a piece, what if I came up to you and I was like, Hunter, 211 points, you're going to pull this thing. It's going to have full range running shot. What? Full movement running shot, 10 movement. I think Drew gave this exact speech and this exact method when we first spoiled him. Eight range. <laughs> what the fuck is How your problem, bolts? right? How many bolts, Drew, just to be sure? Two. Why would you... Just in case you want to choose in cap because you're a fucking idiot. Well, what? in case you want to slap someone for three, someone for <coughs> two. You don't. <laughs> you want to choose penetrating psychic blast and hit someone for eight with your stupid perplexes that you got from those blue lanterns because you're an asshole like me. <laughs> or choose super strength, pick up ultra heavy, and hit for eight exploit with your ten movement charge. God. Yeah, either way, you pull a weaponer of quart, you play him. He's stupid. Next up is an interesting piece. Mm. Graf Torin. I'll talk about him. All right, I go ahead. Because I play him. Uh, so Graf has traded willpower. His most lost lanterns have their uh, power on their Dial. dial, but uh, Graf's different. His is traded. He. He's, yeah, it's really good. He can use willpower, but no friendly character. He can use outlet. This is within three. Um, he's got seven bolts or seven bolts, seven range tri- double <laughs> seven bolt. bolts. Double bolt. He's got seven bolts. The guy's good. Energy explosion <laughs> all day every day. <laughs> anyway, he starts off top dial with running shot and uh, special uh, special attack ability, which I think is. Key in this set, this guy is actually. Oh yeah, he's a monster. Because I think this guy is actually a big player in this this entire set because of this ability. Uh, he can when he makes a ranged combat attack and actions resolve, place a web marker adjacent to each target that took damage from this attack. I'm sorry, I don't oh. want to interrupt you, Drew. Here, but did it say that you have to hit them, or did it just say when you, you have to deal damage? Yeah, oh. took damage. Okay, because you just. Said I thought the same target. thing when I first. Saw I was it. about to panic. Opposing characters can't make ranged attacks while adjacent to these markers and must roll to break away. Damn. These markers are only removed when there are no opposing characters adjacent to them, even if this power is lost. This guy's pretty legit. With how in much this set, is in this set? Yeah, I was going to say, everybody is all about the running shot He is a set. bit expensive, but he, this guy might, in fact, be the answer to well, Weaponer. Not when you consider traded willpower and potentially yeah. traded out wit. I don't think he's expensive. Yeah. And he always has running shot or sidestep as well. And it's worth mentioning, Weaponer, Weaponer isn't like quintessence or anything. You can outwit him. I know, yeah. but good luck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like Graf. I like Graf a lot. He's, really um, he's a piece I could definitely see myself playing in Constructed. Next up is another must-play oh, piece. Oh, God. Brother him. What an asshole. I think we also talked about this guy extensively. Yep. He's he's only 85 points, and for 85 points you get an amazing, not just top dial. I like his dial construction all the way down. Yeah. He has perplex. I like him all. Enhancement. Way. As well as enhancement, he also buffs adjacent uh, range plus one. And he has prob control. And if all those amazing free actions weren't enough, he has an 8-range barrier. So, he's got an amazing top click, 
Then on the next few clicks, not only does he keep a lot of his supporty powers, but he can kind of hold his own with ranged combat expert. He, he won me War of the Light. <laughs> and this is the guy who I was saying on his last click has a 14 support, 14 defense support. He doesn't have a back click. So, great 85 point piece, and almost a must play if you're playing Blue Lantern Course. So, he's a big. Well, if, pretty if you're much, playing anything, he's almost a must play. Yeah, you, you, you if you, you pull just him, play him, if you pull him, you play him. Kyle Rayner, Blue Lantern. We've talked about him. He's pretty solid. He's um, especially since all the other Blue Lanterns in this set are really good. He's pretty rock hard. He's a range piece as opposed to most of the Blue Lanterns, though, isn't he? Yeah, dude. So all, all the Blue, the blue are you serious? Are all the Blue Lanterns are range. Yeah, all the Blue Lanterns. Really? Yeah, except for do you War remember? Warth, sorry, that's yeah. do you remember when we were previewing them? I'm sorry, I just. I just think about Worf sometimes. One thing I do really like about this guy for only 85 points is having an 18 defend. Yeah. I like that a lot, especially with all the little constructs. Like, can you imagine him with, with a bunch of the Blue Lantern and the Orange Lantern con- yeah. a couple, even just one of each. Like, giving those guys 18 defend on top of their energy yeah. shields or whatever they have. Yeah, dude. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, he also has running shot top clicks, sidestep the next two clicks, and then uh, some special supporty stuff afterwards, but... Pretty solid dial for only eighty. It's the cheap point cost that wins him over for me. I oh, think yeah. he's solid. I love him. White Lantern Kyle. I played against, or I my guy that I was helping played against today. Um, yeah, he's interesting. He, I think he's okay. I, I actually like the blue one a little better for the points, but this guy is good for his points too. Uh, especially because we talk about on this on this cast sometimes we're big fans of mid dial hypersonic. Yep. All of a sudden, you know, your opponent hits you, rushes up, finally hits you in melee after you've been running shotting them with your eight range and just outranging them. They finally move up on you and hit you, and then you go into hypersonic and you just get hit them and get away. You know what everyone's a fan of too, besides mid dial hypersonic, late dial stop clicks with regen. Yep, <laughs> and then a, a special attack power with his running shot. When a friendly character within range and line of fire is given an action to activate a standard power. Kyle can use that standard power until your next turn. And an interesting um, question came up, and I meant to write it down. And you know what? I'll look this up, and we'll talk about it next week. Is if his power could take, could borrow standard powers that are within special powers. Meaning, like, uh, uh, if... um, Well, it does say to activate a standard power. It doesn't say... Because, like... Kyle can, yeah, yeah, I know. So I would think that it would. I would, yeah, think, I would think it would too. If you have a white, special white power that says you can use perplex, but only to modify increased combat vice, I think that would mean Kyle could use regular perplex. Yeah. But well, I'll look that up because a lot of people asked that asked me that during today's thing, and I ruled it that he could, but I'm gonna double check on that. But anyways, great piece for 112 points. Also, also a if you pull him, be interested in playing him. He's he's worth looking into. Definitely. As if we didn't have enough really good Blue Lantern Corps pieces, there's yet another one, Sister Cersei, who is a 666 instead of the double, all the 8s. Uh, 6 range, 66 She's points. Cursed. Perplex, TK, Prob, all on the top click. And willpower. Willpower, TK is awesome. Then she gets a special attack power if you can hit it. That is pretty good. Uh, it's in two random clicks in the middle of her dial. She has empower or enhancement. You get to choose which one you want at the beginning of the turn. And she has support. When an adjacent friendly misses with an attack roll, she can use support as a free action targeting that character. So oh, hi, I'm just going to support you because you missed, and then I'm going to normal support you because that's ridiculous. So here's the rule. If you pull a blue lantern 
in your pack, you play him. Doesn't matter what his name is. Don't look at that. Just look at what color the mofo is. If he's blue, you go ahead and put him on your team. Saeed, I have not played with or against. You guys know anything? I haven't seen. I have. I've gotten side. I own side blue lantern, but I haven't seen the orange lantern. How does she play uh, blue lantern wise? Uh, she's a blue lantern. She's got nine range, triple bolt. She's got sidestep, uh, prob. She gets uh, an attack power. She can use in cap and precision strike when she uses. Uh, in cap, she deals each character one damage. That's good. It's with triple bolt, I love triple yeah. bolt in cap. Even that's though that's good. a lot, 175 points for somebody who's in cap, but triple bolt in uh, cap plus dealing damage. Yeah, and precision strikes, so that damage would. would yeah, they would have to take. They would have to take yeah, at least one. Unless they had uh, invincible or something. But yeah, freaking sick. I do like that a lot. And then perplex only increase later dial and uh, empower enhancement. She, uh, she never has a back click either. I think she's a little expensive, but if you could keep her top dial, especially with, you know, the Blue Lanterns that have amazing support everywhere, um, keep her back and just keep freaking end cap, end cap, end cap. She'd be a monster. So or, the Blue Lantern version is pretty solid. The Orange Lantern version uh, has phasing, a 9 range, just 1 bolt, is up to 210 points instead. And she has two special powers. One is an attack power where when she hits an opposing character, you can give that character a move action as a free action as if it was friendly. That could be useful. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't say it, it does no damage, it. so you'll still get to hit them and make them take the damage. And then you can get basically a free mind control, but for movement. And then she has special damage power of barrier and plasticity. When an opposing character attempts to break away from her and rolls a one or two, or the result is one or two, even better, because she has plasticity, so it's minus two from the roll. Mm-hmm. Give that character an action token, so you really aren't getting away from her. <laughs> so but the thing is, she's them. a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, like compare that to Weaponer. Yeah. Well, Weaponer's not a fair. That's thing. not really <laughs> even fair. He's right? two min max. To I'm be just saying this is a rare, and there's an uncommon sure. that's the same point value. But she is quintessence, though, which Weaponer is not. Um, she does. I think the barrier plasticity is a huge thing because. If your opponent's playing a good split team, you move their one one of their tertiary attackers up, lock them up with her. They're trying to hit through an eighteen invincible, and then you bury her around them or whatever with someone else, and you keep them up there. Pound. Can we do ourselves a favor and not compare anyone to? That's fine. Right I am. I am because totally if you it. just pick bridge, and then you know, like, is there anything that gives uh, ignores hindering? Um, very select things. Besides night vision goggles. Yeah, night vision goggles. Give him night vision goggles. Fuck it, give him night vision goggles. Fuck Does he it. already have goggles? Is he wearing night vision goggles but, on the outside of his goggles? Put him on bridge, give him goggles, watch... There's, they're not going to attack you before yeah. you attack well, next I up, don't want to talk about this piece. Next up is a piece. I, I think she's a must play. Oh, she's, she's very good. Carousel is a rare. Number 37. And she is a must play, I think. Uh, 95 points, and she's all about her trait. She comes with a little bystander token that attaches to her base, and it starts the game attached to her. It's called the pack. When it's attached to her, she can use super senses. The cool thing is, you give her a power action to place it in an adjacent square. Okay, that's typical. The thing is, this thing's got amazing values for, for, for something that you're getting for just a power action. And when it dies, it instantly goes back on her base. That's the key. When the pack is KO. It gets three attacks, too. Yeah. Yeah, it gets a... No, there's specific wording for it. Yeah, we'll it's go a, it. It's a close combat action to make three attacks. 
And if it uses blades for those attacks, it decreases the d6 roll by minus two. Minimum one. So the pack That's has still si- nuts. The pack yeah. has sidestep, only a 14 defense, but it has a 10 attack and sidestep. And the cool thing is, as Austin said, it can use blades. It can make up to three close combat attacks as free actions. If you use blades during the action, decrease the roll by two minimum of one. But the cool thing about blades is when you do multiple attacks in the same turn like this power does, blades lock, so it doesn't take your negative one every time. So you could roll... uh, Up to 12 damage. It'd be a range, yeah, minimum of one to four. It'd be between one and four three times with a ten attack. For something that only costs you What would be nuts is if you play her with the chick who gives everyone precision strike that attacks that target. That's what I was just talking about earlier that someone did to me today, which was really good. But the other thing about the wolf thing is... uh, you can push it to death and then respawn it that turn, and it can technically make six attacks in a turn as two different existences, effectively. Yep. It's really annoying. So, Carusil is pretty much a must play, I think. For, She's pretty good. For her little point value. And the dial's not bad either. She has perplex to decrease combat values. When she does, speed's negative three as well. Then she gets blades from time to time, exploit from time to time. Good piece. Fucking negative Max Mercury over here. Crib, uh, Crib, I don't like that much. She's not great. Uh, she's a, she's expensive, or he. I'm not actually familiar it's with her. It is she, okay. Uh, I'm not familiar with her in the comics, but I don't like the dial that much. Um, it's 155. She has, She's all about this weird trait. It's called kidnap. When you give her, you give her a move action... When she isn't within range and line of fire of any opposing characters. So she has to be hidden, basically, already when she starts it. After the action, the move action resolves, you may place one opposing character into an adjacent square. If that character is 100 points or less and occupies a square she moved through this turn, she can then make a close combat attack as a free action targeting that character. not that good. It would be okay, I think, if she didn't have an 11 movement. I feel like she needs more than that if you're going to take advantage of that. If she ha- Yeah, if she already has to be hidden, like she can't be, nobody can be able to see her when she starts it for you to do it either. I mean, at least she has flying. And she's not going to be able to do it again because you're dragging the guy with you. Yeah. She- and she has will, but yeah, she's going to be stuck next to you. You have to worry about breaking away. It's okay for um, nabbing she- pieces like... It's only 100 points less. She's not that good. Yeah, I just don't. I think she's too expensive. It's a cool. It's a fun. It's a neat power. idea. I would yeah, rather, it's a fun idea. I like where it's going. I just don't like how it turned out. I would rather, and I hate when they have dials that progress like this, where it's imperv straight to toughness. First click has imperv, then after that it's just toughness for four. What clicks. makes it even worse is that it's a rare. Yeah, she's pretty mad. I gotta say. Parallax L. Jordan is <laughs> little overcosted. What do you think? Little, he's it, he's one of the big swingers for the set, but I don't really like. He's him not much. that good, and I'll tell it. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's not that he's necessarily overcosted for what he has on his dial. Oh yeah, I think it's just I don't want to spend two hundred fifty points on one piece. I yes, think that's what yeah. it is. You're just going to get out actioned if they have penetrating damage. They're going to shoot you right he, through your imper. He has reducers all the way down. He's nine clicks for 250, and these nine clicks... He's effectively Hyperion's dial. He's a typical Superman Hyperion. He's got Pulse Wave, he's got Pinsai, he's got Running Shot. I almost think if he had Pinsai on his top clicks, he'd be better. He's... 
Because then at least you could take advantage of his range and sit back and pop off. A it's bunch not of like he's bad, you know, but he ain't good. <laughs> and yeah. you you just don't want to spend that much. Like yeah, two, I think two, that's the thing. Yeah, you just don't. It's maybe in sealed. If you're gonna do it, do it in sealed. But still, um, unless your venue is playing like a 500 point tournament for your Ward the Light or more, then he'd be okay. He's, yeah, he's a really cool piece. But I when an action resolves during which a square of blocking terrain was destroyed, remove an action token. Eh, how often does that ever happen? He's not like I said. That could be good. Oh yeah, but you would have to combo him with a fifty-point piece that deals three damage. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's. I'm just not a big fan. He's not bad. Uh, yeah, he's he's okay. He's average. He's mad for his points. Hanu comes in at number forty-three. One of the lost lanterns. He has some really cool stuff. I think he's pretty good. Oh, I, I like him. I think he's damn good for sealed. Yep. He's 160, which is a little pricey, but this dial's worth, worth it. Charge and a special attack power of willpower. His Lost Lantern is on his attack power. He gets willpower and, and then the outwit if there's only Lost Lanterns within three or no one else. He has a trait, though, that's really good. Once per game, he basically throws his ring away. Once per game, you give uh, Hanu a free action, and he has a range value... Or, sorry, he puts his ring on. He uh, has a range value of six for the rest of the game. He starts off with zero. But until you do, th- until you put the ring on and get the six range, he gets plus one attack. So, so you're starting 12. with a 12 attack. But 160 points, that's a lot to get a 12 attack. 12 so. attack, four exploit on second click. Yeah, second click he gets better because he picks up exploit. Third click he still has an 11 attack with exploit, three damage. I mean... This he's is a good, good dial. He's good. He's got a li- he loses charge, but he at least still has sidestep. I like him a lot. I think he's just your beater. He's the beater of this piece. He's the beater of the Lost Lanterns, yep. Uh, Brother Worth is okay. He's probably one of the, sadly to say, yeah, I don't think he's bad. Oh, he's I think not he's, bad. I think he's the worst of the Blue he's Lanterns. He's the worst Blue Lantern. But thing <laughs> is, it's not because he's bad. It's because the other Blue Lanterns are freaking sick. They're nuts. Um, I feel like Worth, if you're looking for a good melee support piece... As opposed to a straight backup piece like uh, the other brothers, um, Worth fits in that role well. Like I would run him with Mongol, I think. Um, I think that'd be a good combo at two sixty. Then fill it in with whatever. He's re- he's really good because um, he's the only, he's the best high up piece you got as a uh, blue lantern. He's got his perplexed to increase his own defense by two. Um, he's got prob. He's got a uh, he's got charger bruisers. He's got he eventually rolls on the close combat expert and empower. He's pretty decent. He's not great, and the only way you're gonna play him is it like he can wreck because he's a blue lantern, and you're gonna play him with other blue lanterns, and you're gonna buff his damage up to a six, and he's gonna just poop on your face. I think he's just pretty average. I I like him. I love the character. He's average. He's I don't just, like the naked attack power. Pretty his dial or the sidestep alteration. Yeah, he's just. I a, like him. He's just an average piece. He's. Ganthet is, I think, very good as well for he's, for this set. Um, Doc Ock arms, baby. Doc yeah. Ock arms for 175 points. Uh, he has quintessence and nine range, phasing on top click, running shot after that for a large chunk of his dial. With a really cool and really, really good attack power. Yep. If you time it correctly. Uh, or sorry, I'm thinking of the other... You're thinking, thinking of somebody other. else, yeah. So you don't even have to worry about timing with this guy. Uh, he can use the end cap. When he does, after actions resolve, hit characters are each dealt his printed damage value. And, until your next turn, each hit character increases its defense 
by the number of action tokens. So yeah, you do want to. That's that's why I thought you want oh, yeah. you want to get your hits in before you have Ganthet do his thing. Someone today played Saeed Blue Lantern with Ganthet, and it was pretty fun. I can imagine that combo if played smart would be nigh unstoppable. Like that would just be a monster. He also has perplex, but only to increase combat values. When he does, he can increase the same value on all friendlies within his range and line of fire. It doesn't say all other friendlies, so he would get the bonus too. Correct. Yes. So, pretty dang nice. Um, it sucks he doesn't have moving attack top dial, but Blue Lanterns have enough TK to send him around. And like we said, in this Wave 1, there are a lot of... You almost always pull one Blue Lantern type support guy in your one of your two boosters. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's almost guaranteed. So yes. if you do pull him with one, I think you got to play him. I want to I really am looking forward to the day when I play him with Doc Ockarps. First Lantern I have not seen played or against. I played him today. All right, Austin played him went 0 and 3. No, 1 and 2. 1 and 2, oh, sorry. Was, and I all, I almost had the chance to do better than I did. So what did you think after playing I him? I still like him. Um I think in 400 point he's viable. 500 point he's the most viable, of course. Um, I would not play him at 300. Like, nothing could make me play him at 300. Um, he has a trait where he removes all lantern keywords from your opponents. So, Lysa Drac, for instance, would lose prob completely from that because her prob states she can only use it to do if an ally with the same keyword as hers targeted. No one has the same keyword. She lost all her lantern keywords unless they're monster. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. It's really, it shuts down a couple different things in this set. I think it would shut down theme team probs. Yeah, it shuts because down theme they team wouldn't props. have the keyword at the time, so they couldn't. Theme um, team. They'll still get map bonus and all that stuff, but yeah. um, then she or then he has um, his. Well, his first click, his first four clicks are pretty much the same. It's sidestep all down, invincible all down, and then a special attack and damage power. His attack power is Nuts. psychic incursion. It's energy explosion pensai, which is amazing. Give this cat a hammer and let him go to town. Yeah. Shit. His damage power is discover the emotional spectrum first. At the beginning of your turn, choose a color other than white. Until your next turn, any opposing character within range and line of fire can't use powers of that color. Gosh. Hunter, what's his range? That's only a measly eight. Triple bolt, you know, because triple bolt penetrating side blast with an energy explosion of three is ridiculous. Yeah, man. Um, his bottom four... Dang, dude. He, he has, quint- <laughs> he has quintes- quintessence. Um, his last four clicks, he picks up a special movement power called Mind Games. If an opposing character hits him and rolls his exact defense value... He can use Mastermind, but he can transfer the damage to any character within range and line of fire. Is it excluding the attacker? Excluding the attack. Okay. Yeah, um, I played him today. I played him with a half-weaponer of cord in a 400-point game. Um, and what I would do is I would take Weaponer and TK him out. Um, and then sidestep him to a position where he could get some good shots off. Um, my rolls were garbage, or I probably would have done a lot better with him. And I do regret not playing support pieces like the Blue Lantern. I should have played the 50-point Blue Lantern with him. For an extra one attack and TK. Um, but I really... He has potential in 400, 500 point games. Um, if you're smart, you use his range to your advantage. You shut down powers like Pulse Wave or Pinside that come near him. Um, and he's a good piece. Um, he stops a lot of super alpha for like six damage. He drops it to three and he still lands on the same powers. Um... He, that price tag's just too much The price tag is a lot. I would not play him in 300 for sure. He... If you're playing in 500, he is one of your best bets against a weaponer. And I'll tell you why. You use his power, you choose yellow, there goes Pulse Wave. Now he has to go through Well, no, four. we there's a big discussion on that because me and Hunter have to look it up still. Oh, yeah. Basically, his attack power, or basically, he allows you to pick a color of power other than white. 
just because you picked Pulse Wave, we're not sure if that means that it would work because Weaponer has a pickup power from a white power. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how they would interact. Yeah, we, I ruled it today that if they started, if it came from a white power, they could still use it. Um, it's up to however the ruling it. ends up, but that's why I played him today was I thought he would shut down Weaponer, and if they rule that he doesn't, then he's but. substantially worse. Weaponer can still hit you for four damage. Yeah. Which will take you off of Invincible. Krona is uh, number 51. He also is very expensive. Yeah. He has cool stuff. Um, he can he can do special <laughs> things. <laughs> he can do special things if you're an enti- if he's dealing with entities. It's not going to come into play that often. He has no move and attack whatsoever for 245 points. He does have a really good stop click at the end of his nine click dial. And he has a cool prop control, but I just don't. I do not like. The I do not like him for two forty five. Don't play Corona, per honestly. Swamp Thing's good, and I'm very. I Swamp Thing's very good. God, I can't wait to get my hands on him. Oh God, Harry's pulled three. What? Okay, wait. Hold on. We're messaging Harry. He cannot give that Swamp Thing away to anybody else but me. He, I, he won't. I need Don't him give in my it life. away. I guarantee you. I need it in my life. Anyway, Swamp Thing, hundred fifty points. Um, he has. He's a very finessey. And that's what I love about him. He ignores basically everything on movement. <laughs> He's he, like, I don't care about the map. He has a very badass trait. Give him a move action. After the action, after action is resolved, you may place hindering terrain markers in any clear squares he moved through, and he may make a close combat attack targeting one opposing character occupying a hindering terrain marker that he just placed. And he has a whopping 12 movement at the start for a swamp thing that's pretty impressive so here's what's confusing me at 150 he gets something that good and then at 155 that one person gets the kidnapping that's really mad yeah and she has the start where nobody can see or do it either yeah. and he can just fucking ignore everything just go wherever he wants do whatever he wants um, on top of that he has a cool attack power once during your turn you may choose air earth fire or water he can use the associated power Air's tk earth is barrier Fire is energy explosion. He has seven range, by the way. And, and water is shape change. So, different things for different situations, whatever you needed with him. Um, he, that's, he's not big on dealing crap tons of damage. He, he really is kind of a control and finesse supporty piece. He can do damage, though. He starts with Oh, up, he can do. He has yeah. solid debt value. He's got seven range. He's got indom, and he's got four damage. With se- he makes Crib look like a bitch. Um, the other thing is he picks up support on a second two clicks, enhancement down dial. But I am privy to a special damage power in 400, 500 point games paired with some strong temples. Yeah, the special damage power is when a friendly is mid dial for four, five, and six clicks. When a friendly character within range and occupying hindering terrain, remember, not hard to do yeah. after his trait, especially at this point in the game. Because it doesn't sound like that the hindering terrain's like ever removed, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, it just says you place it. It doesn't say you ever remove it. Um,. Uh, when a friendly character within range occupying a hindering terrain would be KO'd, roll a d6. On a result of 5, you click them to their last non-KO click and heal them 1. So they'll still have 2 clicks of life. And they're assigned 1 action token. And they get an action token. And they are now assigned 1 action token. Uh, friendly would be KO'd. Okay, would be KO'd. So they'd still keep any action tokens they had and they're to start with. On a result of 6... You click them to their last non-kill click, heal them two, and remove all action tokens. Now, a five to six 
I mean, it's not like this that's is... That's super census. That's not like... Yeah, I mean, that's 33% chance whenever any of your dudes die that they're not going to die and your opponent's still going to have to deal with them. Because think about... And that doesn't sound maybe that impressive, but if you think about this, this is one of those powers I like where if you if you honestly actually think about it, it affects the game way more than you might top of the head like think about it. Think of how many resources you put in. You almost spend an entire turn trying to take out one specific character. Sometimes even two turns in a row. And then if you invest, especially in this set with all the big hitters, and then you invest that many points, or that min- that much of your time and resources of your team into taking this person out, and then they just don't die, that's huge. Especially if you hit the six and they're out of action tokens, and you just double action to take them out? That's huge. Not because you... Not because you... Um, not necessarily because, oh, now I can hit them for all this damage. It's just the fact that they just spent all their actions and time and inter- they used all their perplexes on attack and damage. They didn't use any on defense. You know what I mean? They used everything on trying to take that out, and you just for free just basically told them, no, it's, it's not happening. I just think that's amazing. I think that in a game in a game situation is way better than people think. I think and then, someone uh, needs to pair that up with Grundy. And on a stop click, <laughs> yeah. And on a stop click at the very end, which can't be ignored, he has a 19 defense as well. So hold on, just a sec, uh, Hunter. There's something worth noting here. What? First off, uh, doesn't say that can't be rerolled. What can't be rerolled? Oh yeah, the damage. The power. roll of d6 um, that can't be rerolled. Second off, there's no limit of how many times per game that could happen. If you're a lucky son of a bitch, you could keep hitting sixes. Nigh infinitely, and they would be forced to kill your swamp thing just to so they could kill your other pieces. Yeah, I like them. If you pull them and you pull some things that you think would be nice to that you could you know pair up with them, I think he's definitely worth. I need a little swamp thing in your life. Yep. Yeah, I, to quote Hunter to Harry, I need swamp thing in my life. Parallax, Kyle Rayner. <sighs> Wait, Drew, you've talked about him. I like this one better. Give us a quick give us a quick thought on uh, on Kyle Rayner. He's not bad. <laughs> um, he starts off with an impressive running shot, eight range, eleven penetrating psychic blast, eighteen impervious, five damage with perplex that only decreases combat values when he decreases the same combat value on all opposing characters with an. He's basically reversed Anthony in that. Yeah. Um, um, which is pretty good. Yeah. I, I like... Honestly, I like this one better than Hal. First off, he's 15 points cheaper, which might not seem like much, but 65... Austin, that doesn't seem like much. But 65 points to spend instead of 50 is a big deal. Is it? In Sealed, yeah. Tell me why. Because there's a lot of pieces that are 65 in this set. Or are there? Yes, go to the Constructs. There's a bunch of them that are 65. Are they 65, Austin? Drew, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I also like him slightly better than Hal. Um, also, he has what I said that Hal was missing. Pencil on his top click. Okay. And does Hal have a five damage top click or four? I think five. Don't make me look it up. I'm don't make, make you look it up. Don't make me do stuff. It's a five. Okay. He has five on top. Um, <laughs> gotta have five on top. Five. All right. All right. He he's good. Um, I like him a lot better than Hal. You can sit back. You can pop off a couple pin size shots, split the damage if you want to, get a couple things down three or two clicks. Note, he also looks way fucking cool. Yeah, I'm kind of sad the Parallax Hal doesn't have anything yellow to him. He has two, uh, not stop clicks, but two 18 defense regeneration clicks with shape change, and he only has seven attack, so you know you're going to have to use uh, regen at that point and try to heal him back up. So maybe with the Sapphire... 
uh, lantern that gives him mystics that might add a little bit of longevity oh, no, to him. Dude, but what's fucked up about this guy? If someone's really lucky, you roll a three on or a five on region, then you roll a six on region, you're back to top click. But again, he's he's expensive, and I just personally I don't like putting two hundred and some points into a piece. I just think the pieces get taken down. I, I feel the same way. I do not like playing ten poles that much, especially ten poles with uh, impervious. I, I want to say it. Impervious is really bad in this set because of weapon nerf cord. And he'll just shit on everything. Next, speaking of Temples, Superboy Prime. Oh, Sinestro Core version has 300 points. It is 11 clicks long. It does have an impressive top dial, I will say, but it's 300 points. Uh, it has oh, a 12 man. hypersonic, an 11 attack with a special damage power. Okay. Superboy Prime's attacks generate knockback, and opposing characters that take damage from his attacks are given an action token. That's nice because it's it's rare that you get good powers that combo with hypersonic, and that's something that they specifically made so that it would worded yeah. so that it would work with hypersonic. And this is the kind of piece that specifically, if it kept punching you running around a corner over and over again, you would literally there's almost no way you could catch it. And not only that, um, he has a nine range with that hypersonic as well, and that attack power doesn't specify that it has to be a yeah. melee attack, so he could stay really annoying at range. He also has a trait that's very good. When he's dealt penetrating from a character of 150 points or less, which the cheaper weapon accord would qualify for, yep. it can be reduced by his impervious and his invulnerability. He has, let's see, a damage power of perplex at random parts in his dial, only to decrease combat values. But when he does, decrease the chosen combat value by an additional amount equal to the number of action tokens on the target. And remember, so you're... So up to negative three? A number of... By an additional token. amount. Yeah, an additional. So it'd be a negative two plus the one you already put. So up to three. Yep. Gosh. Um, I, I hesitate to say I kind of like him. I like his top dial. I do not like his mid, and I do not He's like He's very flavorful. He's very good. You got on the right map. Oh, yeah. Maybe on one of the future maps, he if it's real indoors and real annoying, he could be. I would well recommend him. That green As such, man. I don't know. Now for 150, I do really really like him. For 150, you get the nine range. You get the being able to reduce the penetrating damage trait still, and you, lose you the get attack power, you get a really you, get you lose the power. attack power, but you get super strength anyways. And you just get a, another, a, again, an annoying He literally piece. has five clicks of hypersonic for 150 points. Yeah, that's nice. That's I mean, nice. he's almost he's almost 150 point Superman level. He doesn't have outwits. He's thing not like, as good, but he's but pretty good. that's pretty hard to do. He does still have, he starts to also top dial with the special perplex. So I honestly like him a lot better at 150. Yeah. You know what's brutal about that perplex? If an opponent's double actioned up, negative three to defense, and just blast them. Then we have Superboy Prime Red Lantern version, which I do like um, a little bit, too. He, he's okay. 190 points, also with hypersonic top dial for three clicks. Super strength, a little bit better values. He has an 11 super strength and a four range combat expert, and he has invincible instead of impervious. He gets a special attack power mid-dial. He loses hypersonic. He picks up charge and exploit instead, as well as the special attack power of poison, penetrating poison, and opposing characters cannot counter his other powers or abilities or modify his values. He's okay for 190 he points. Bad. He's not bad. He's he's a he's a three 
three, three, maybe three and a half stars. His regen power is pretty good too. Last piece we're really or two pieces left to talk about, but Zillia socks. Oh, I forgot he has special. Okay, so four. Zillia socks. Did you play him today, Drew? Yes. This is my man. He's pretty fucking good. Good. That's he's what a, I like to hear. He's a hundred and six points. Um, he doesn't have Indom, which is a bummer, but he starts off with a ten charge, twelve attack, eighteen defense. Four, uh, four damage, and he's got three white boxes. He the, looks like a brave and the bold piece right now. Three white boxes for his first four clicks. He's got a very awesome attack power. He can use Blades, Claws, Fangs, and Plasticity. I know what you're saying, Drew. Why would you use Blades, Claws, Fangs when you got that four damage? Well, let me tell you. When he rolls a d6 for Blades, Claws, Fangs, put a number of bite tokens on this card equal to this printing damage value minus the result of the d6 roll. So minimum zero. But, I'll tell you why this is good. If you do roll a 6 somehow, well, it, give him a free action, you can remove by 2 bite tokens from his card. So, to make another close combat attack as a free action. Is there a limit on how many bite tokens he can have? No. So he but can you just, can only make the free action once a turn. He, right. Yeah, but you can still keep building up bite tokens and just yeah. whatever you need them. Yep, so he's in your face, he's got plasticity, you ain't getting away. He also has that penetrating poison. He has penetrating poison, which is really He has shape change and toughness as well. And basically, go ahead and roll blades, because like Drew said, you roll a one, well, that sucks. But at least I got three bite tokens now, and if I really want to, I can remove two and I make another attack. I can't use blades, because it says make a close combat attack. You're not making an action the, the second time from the tokens. But still, there's a little bit of high risk or moderate risk high reward instead yeah. of instead yeah, plasticity of, pen or penetrating poison alone is almost worth yeah it. and then shape change too to you know kind of help it's like dear god get him away from me isn't there someone that increases the damage of it too or something atrocitus uh, the poison yeah atrocitus does um but we won't see him till a different set sadly i like so him month he, five and six i like him he first three clicks he has that and then then he gets exploit for three clicks and regular poison i i like him for only 106 points <laughs> you know what i would like him with Brother Worf. You know <laughs> why? Defense. You know why I'll, I'll actually recommend him for this for sealed though is because like we've been talking about, there's so much range dependent stuff. Yeah, he's an annoying get up in your grill, make you deal with this penetrating poison. You can't get away and do penetrating poison, poison shape change, and um, a really good power where you can get multiple free attacks. Yeah, Zillia Zox Bazooka. You load him up with a blue lantern with TK. You shoot him across the map. You perplex his defense three times with all the blue lanterns. And with then you just Brother Worth, Brother Worth is plus two to his defense. You shoot him across the map adjacent to that Kyle Rayner parallax, and you just laugh. His prime version, Gallius said, is a green lantern. He's pretty good too. He's 120 points. He comes with the construct. Which one? He is comes it? with the construct, but I'm not sure it's what the it hammer. is. Okay, let's look up the hammer that he it's comes quake. with. It's Quake. Um, do they have it listed on here? I'm yeah, sure mallet. It's a mallet. Uh, it just gives him Quake. That's it. Okay. For four points. For four points, not bad. So let's look at his dial and see if he actually needs Quake. He is 120. He has charge super strength with a 10 attack and a four damage. I'm not using Quake. <laughs> uh, he has a trait. He can use sidestep. 
When he is the friendly character farthest from your starting area, modify his speed and attack plus one. When he makes a close combat attack, it generates knockback. Um, and then a special damage power gives him willpower and a four to six ignoring of outwit or perplex when he gets targeted with it. So I don't think he's great for his points. Yeah, he's okay. He is outshined a lot by Zilius. Yeah, he's okay. He's not he's not bad. I'm not gonna dissuade people from playing him if you want yeah. to play him. But I definitely don't he's not a must play. I love him. The chases we're not gonna talk about much. I will say one thing about the chases. For the vast majority of them, you are better off using their possession and not playing them. Absolutely, absolutely. For I, pre- like almost all of them, I'll actually. go ahead and say for any of them. Yep. If you pull them, especially don't don't especially paralyzed. Any of them, though. I I'm serious. Especially paralyzed. Just play the 25 point version. Look at what powers you get. Figure out which of your other pieces need it the most, and then throw. It's it. like someone saying, "Hey, you can use this resource and see." While we're talking about the possessors. Should we go ahead and say the ruling on them where they do break theme team? Um, this is worth noting because this does co- this will come up on events. Um, they count as a character on your force. So you compare their keywords to everyone else, including the character that they're possessing, which they give their keywords to anyway. Um, they count for or against theme team. So um, they will break it. It's worth it's worth noting that some there was a lot of confusion on that because some people didn't know are they characters, are they something special, or what. Last thing we got to talk about is very important, though. Oh, God. Despotellus. He is nuts. We've we've already talked about him a whole lot. We'll just say he is absolutely Who a Who does he compared play. with? He's probably the best. Kyrainer. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, one of them. He's like the rare prime, isn't he? No. Yeah. Oh, man. Good luck getting a Despotellus. But if you do, buddy, if you don't run Despotellus, you're an idiot. I'll go ahead and I'll say this. He's better than Weapon Record. I will say that too. Yeah. For, for point to value, for for point value, like point I had to fight him and a weapon of cord. He's better than <laughs> he's better than weapon. I'm sorry, Drew. Are you able to sit down properly? He won too. You, you ended up winning that, didn't you? No, I lost. No? <laughs> I almost won. I almost killed the weapon. Today you played against us. No, uh, I won on three today. Like how excited uh, Hunter was. You actually beat that though, didn't you? I thought you. I thought it was. I played against Cheers. Yeah, Desotels is nasty. He's only 30 points. He's tiny size with the 20 defense and two amazing special powers, uh, as well as a really good special trait. He doesn't require, uh, or sorry, he, his his trait basically keeps him in check. Yeah, opponents don't have to break away from him. He doesn't block line of fire, and uh, he cannot have his values increased. The cool thing is his two special powers. When an adjacent opposing character is moved or placed, you can place Despotellus adjacent to that character after the action resolves, so you're not getting away from him. When an adjacent opposing character is KO'd, you can place him adjacent to another opposing character after action resolves, so he's just a virus. He has a special attack power as well. He can use poison. When he does, he can do it normally, or he can instead deal each opposing, each adjacent opposing character penetrating damage equal to the number of action tokens on that character. You know what he's fun for? And it cannot be outwitted. Stopping Blue Lantern medics. Yeah. <laughs> Run over there, you know, jack with them, let them not be making ranged attacks if they need to, let them keep taking your freaking poison. They're not going to hit with their nine attack unless they, I guess they could triple. And then when it. they run back to heal, he poisons the medic and the person. If well, they, he's, if he's adjacent, they can't heal anyways. Oh, true, yeah, because yeah. he's technically a character. He's, adjacent, he's an adjacent yeah. character. For only 30 points. I mean, good luck pulling him, but holy shit, if you do. Only 30 points. 
Um, this guy can literally wreck a team on his own. So the absolute must plays. I think we can agree. Despotellus and Weapon of Cord oh, are, yeah. are the two must plays. Um, oh, and Blue Lantern Recruit. Yeah, I gotta say, those are the top three. If you pull those three, you're playing them. Um, after that, I'll say Karu Sills a must play. I, I agree with that one. And then let's say another one more. Like, uh, Sister Cersei. Who do you think's the best must? No, uh, bro- I'm sorry, Brother Him over Sister Cersei. Yeah, Brother Him's nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna say a tie between Brother Him and Tomar too. Man, that's hard. Can't we just say they're both? Most yeah, brother him and Tomar <laughs> two are both Tomar two. You're not going to pull most likely though. He's a prime. Yeah, but brother him, prime. brother him's only an uncommon. Both of those are really good. And then Bedovian, Lissa Drac, Graf Torin, Sister Cersei, Hanu, Zillia Sox. These are all ones when you go ahead and open your booster. Go ahead and put them out because there's a real good chance you're going to be playing them. They're really good. None of them are that expensive if you notice. So this that brings us to the wrap up of this segment is personally. The best things in this sealed IC is don't play the big bombs. Don't play the big bombs. Don't play the 200-ish point guys. Aside from full weapon or court, <laughs> he's literally the only one that's 200 or more that's worth playing. Because I would definitely say that. they get picked apart by weapon of a Bedovian <laughs> and a Zox and a couple Blue Lantern guys. Or... You know, somebody who's good but kind of cheap. Gant, I guess Ganth is okay too, but he also wasn't that many points, was he? Or what is he, 160? 175. Um, you know, or they'll get picked apart by a Gant. Think about this. Oh, you just spent almost 300 points on your giant parallax, whoever. And then right. I have a 175 point Ganthet and a little TK, a blue Dude, lantern construct who cost me 50 my points. My team was Ganthet, uh, Sister Cersei, and a recruit. That's like amazing for three hundred. For points. cheaper than what you paid for that piece, mm-hmm. I can keep it in capped and deal it damage and keep bumping my defenses mm-hmm. and have prob and you bumping can't my re-tap. defense, make sure the attack hits. I like she has prob. I have three perplexes. I increase the defense of everyone on my team. What you just need you need instead of going reaching for that two hundred or more point piece, ignore that. Yeah, the sculpt's cute, looks nice, set it aside, don't play it. Build a team out of your pieces that are around hundred fifty or less and throw in a good construct I center. Almost here or there. beat Weaponer of Cord with Gantt. It was so close. But Despotelis is a dick. But so. Go for a more balanced team. Oh god, weapon or cord and despotism. I just said that. I know. It <laughs> just, it's like my brain represses it. Like I don't want to think that that combo exists. All right, that takes us into our next segment, which is some people's favorite segment. They say some people, everybody's. <laughs> uh, that would be Drew's valuable Silver Age corner of values. It's so valuable. Brought to you by Value City. Value City. <laughs> Value City Furniture. So, Drew. Hi. What do you got for us today, buddy? Got something special. Got something special. I'm going to take you back to a little set we used to call Web of Spider-Man, which is, it's like one of those sets, wasn't it like Hammer and Thor where it kind of got like the distribution? It was towards the death of WizKids. Yeah, they didn't print as much of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they decided, hey, Wolfsbane is a cool character, and I'm like, you know what, you're right, she is. They were like, hey, let's give her every fucking keyword in the game. <laughs> they were like, Animal, Excalibur, Hellions, New Mutants. To be fair, 
She has been on every fucking X-Men team ever. Yeah. And then this, the version of this is from her X-Force run, which yeah. is, which is I love. It's which, a, yeah. She's got the, the black and silver. Yeah, she's great. She's got, okay, so, top click, stealth, blades, shape change. What? Okay. You sold me, Drew. Eh, that's okay. How many, how many points are you talking? 65. Alright, yeah. You got my attention. You got my attention. I'm not hooked. So what? So just shape change, that's it? Well, you know. Why don't I just run up and punch her in the damn face? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because it's not nice to punch a lady. She has traded combat reflexes and super sense. <laughs> traded? Jesus traded. So 65 point 19 defense and melee with super senses if you do it, though. If I haven't said this enough on this podcast, what's my favorite power combination? Um... Combat reflex, super senses, super senses, and shape change. Oh, super sense. Well, that's which for someone with your die rolling skills, I'm shocked that that's the case. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. You know why I love it though is because it annoys the fucking shit out of people. Yeah. People. Nothing frustrates people more in this game than, than continually hitting shape change and super senses. When you have peace has both of them, they just get so pissed off, and then they get on tilt, and then it's just easy that's to. That's why them I'm apart. happy precision strike exists. But anyway, sorry. Anyway. That's that's damn good. Yeah, so, uh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have moving at her. That makes her bad. Hammers. For only 65 points. No. That's what I, this is what I want for a tie piece. Hunter, no, but she's so bad, man. She doesn't have move. Guess what? She gets a second click. And then she rolled. What's on there? Shape change. Battle Fury. Still keep shape change. Then she gets Battle Fury after that. Yeah. Battle Fury. Fuck your shape change. I just lost shape change. I'm gonna fuck your shape change. <laughs> Drew gets a little excited. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm afraid he's gonna turn into a this werewolf is, and tear me a new I'm rude. This is this <laughs> better is, than being a pup, Austin. Wolfsbane oh, is the simple yet effective dial. You know what I mean? Like She's, We're not bringing anything special. We don't have some crazy special power here. We just have a cheap character. With three amazing defensive powers, and that's what she's for. Yeah, that's I want, we want to bring you now, Hunter. What rarity would Wolfsbane be in your set? I'm thinking. Well, you know what though, she doesn't have any crazy special powers. Yeah, you know what I mean, and no crazy trait, and she's not expensive, so I would expect her to be un- a rare, maybe uncommon spot. Uncommon, okay, but very cheap. Alright, so how much are we thinking on cool stuff? Let's do prices right. Old, old, old figure, probably uh, getting oh, at a flea market. About a... Uh, cool stuff, ink price, what do we think for this val- for this valuable 65 $2, probably. I'd say $1.50. Uh, I'm going to say $0.99. Because that's what pretty much everything is. Oh, $2.50. Two, $2.49. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We have misled you into what is not a value piece. No, I was pretty much right on. bar. $2.50 is not bad. I was kidding. Gosh. <laughs> Especially from a set like Web the, of Spider-Man. That's what I was going to say. The issue is that it's from a set that didn't get printed. That Go much. look up the Hammer of Thor and Rocket Raccoon and tell me that motherfucker ain't worth it. <laughs> so. He's an uncommon. He's like 20 bucks. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Alright, that's going to lead us into community. Question this week was, what piece are you must, most sad to see rotate from modern age? None of them. I am so ecstatic because the list of pieces I am glad are rotating is huge. I can take all the hits. 
I'm fine. The rest of them are gone. Joe, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a hard question, really. I mean, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of good pieces in those older sets. Um, Superman, Manchester Black. <laughs> You've never played Manchester. Black. I never will either. <laughs> Maxwell Black or Manchester Black? Manchester, Manchester Black. Black. Who the hell's Manchester Black? He's actually a Look, he's not bad. I, I know piece. who he is. No, he, I don't know who he is. Oh, he's not a bad piece. Manchester Black is basically them trying to create somebody similar to John Constantine and make him cool, and it just doesn't. It, it just doesn't uh, They even uh, went with a British sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Suicide Squad, and that's what I know him from. He was also on one of the real good animated Superman... Uh, Short sets on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, he ain't the worst figure. No, that's he's, not, that's he's, not bad for ninety six points. No, he's not a bad figure at all. Well, now he can be part of Drew's Silver Age Value Corner. <laughs> Manchester Black will never be part of anything. <laughs> um. Anyways, so I th- for me, Mole Man. It's gonna be real sad to see him. As much as I don't like seeing Shuma do really well, and and Shuma needs Mole Man to do well. I, I just really like Mole Man. I am kind of happy that Mole Man's gone. Because as much as I do love monsters, I hate playing against Mole Man armies. Because what happens is I have a Giganto brutalizing my entire team with 50 actions a turn. Um, but for me, it's my favorite piece of all time, Lieutenant Gordon. And that's a LTG. piece... That's another piece. I don't want to see him rotate out of the meta. Because that's a cool thing. Like He enables so many different theme teams to actually be legit. And without him... Without him, how? Tell me how. How is a police team now a legit meta team? It ain't. It's not exactly. But we got Banshee at least. So and and honestly, how's Gotham City? It that takes a little lot away from Gotham City too. Oh yeah, Lieutenant Gordon being gone. Let's see. Yeah, they get. I mean, at least we have Banshee now for police. But still, Lieutenant Gordon is a bigger hit than adding Banshee, in my opinion. I think beekeepers. I'm sad to see beekeepers go. Yeah. So let's see what you guys said. What were your... Obviously Manchester Black. If anyone says Chaos War Hawkeye, they're not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore. Chaos. Ricky Joe White. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, next time I see you, you listen to this. I'm punching you in the arm. Uh, The Gauntlet was said by a few people. Gauntlet is one I am going to miss. Astral's I saw uh, listed a whole lot. I am so happy those are gone. Astral isn't that bad. It's Mystic Filler, which is if they need filler. Uh, Mole Man's on here a whole lot, and Chantress is on here a little bit. Um, Cosmo and Wasp. That's a man from my own heart right there, CW031. She's a great piece for the Oh, Mole Cosmo's Man. a great piece, too. Um, another person, Wasp and Hawkeye. Yeah. Rick Jones. Lobo. Yeah, a lot of Enchantress. Lobo's great. A lot of Enchantress on here. A lot of John Constantine. Alright, and then Dial Design. We have a winner. For July. Or June. Sorry, I'm jumping way ahead. For June. And surprise, surprise, it's We Are Venom. Who this now makes him the most winningest contestant in Dial H for Heroclix dial design that we have. Even over uh, Swagnito and Battering, who've won multiple times. I can tell he's a listener of the podcast for multiple reasons with this dial. You know what sucks when this clever bastard wins? I have to ship his fucking poker chips to Canada and it cost me an <laughs> arm and a leg to ship them to Canada. You should just start saving them up for his multiple wins. <laughs> yeah, I might as well just wait till he wins again. Um, this week, was, as you guys may have heard, our theme this month was upcoming sets and you had to, we, I gave you a list of keywords and a potential set. So we did the Flash, 
Then we or we did Guardians of the Galaxy. Then we did Flash. This time I didn't have much to work with. I decided to go with Yu Gi Oh since Wave Two is coming out, and then with um, Hobbit Three, the movie. Even though that's not actually officially listed by or uh, announced, I assume they're going to do one. They yeah. did one for the first two. I do so, want to laugh because there's a couple of people on here who obviously picked figures we said that we missed out of the Yu Gi Oh set. There's a really good Jinzo in there. Yes. Uh, then we get Barrel Dragon, and I got to say... That Jinzo was well done, too. Oh, yeah. And, like um, well, the... Yeah, We Are Venom submitted Barrel Dragon this week. Um, I love this piece. I If they made a Barrel Dragon exactly like this, I would die happy. Um, Drew could kill me, and I would die happy. Um, yeah, eight you would both die happy in that situation. Yeah, we both die happy. Um, he's 8-range triple bolt, 200 points, 8 points if you take his spell trap... Um, he has Robot Dark and Bandit Keith keywords. See, the Bandit Keith keywords where I know he's a man after my own heart now. Bandit fucking Keith. You man. just like him because of the, uh, the Abridged series? No, I just love Bandit Keith because he plays robots, which were my favorite thing. We got, like, none of in this set. We didn't even get a damn slot machine. Yeah, I where's know, my I was, damn slot machine? I was so mad at the lack of a slot machine. I need slot machines. Um, <laughs> he has, uh, improved targeting, um, can shoot while based against, uh, characters that aren't based with him. Um, it's called Triple Barrel. Um, Indom, Sharpshooter, um, Special Movement Power, 12 Attack Energy Explosion, 18 Imper, 4 Damage. His Special Movement Power is called Triple Cannon Shot. Give him a free action, choose an opposing character within range and line of fire, roll 3d6, and deal the chosen character 2 unavoidable if at least 2 of the three, two of the d6 are even. If Barrel Dragon uses this power successfully, he can't cause further damage to the chosen character until your next turn. So you can take the risk and you can gamble to see if you get that one major shot off for two unavoidable, or you can just take a normal attack for four damage. Um, I dig it. And then I really love, he happened to pick two of my favorite spell and trap cards in existence, which are Metal Morph and Stop Defense. Um, The Stop Defense is a spell, give the set character a free action. The set character chooses an opposing character within range and line of fire. Until your next turn, that character can't use defense powers through any game effect. When you do this, remove the spell at the beginning of your next turn. Exactly what I'd expect out of stop defense. There you go. Use it with weapon or of court. See what happens. <laughs> the trap is Metal Morph. The first time the set character is targeted with an attack, increase its defense value by plus two for the duration of the attack. If the attack misses, keep the trap card on the set character's card when making an attack. The attack may replace the character may replace its attack value with the target's attack value plus one. Remove this trap when the character takes damage. And see, that's really cool. I, I He did a really good job of matching these to the actual card effects. Um, like, this is exactly like... If they made, kids made a Barrel Dragon, this is exactly what I'd expect it to be. Yeah, that movement power makes it for me. Oh, yeah. yeah I, that's great. I think that's part of why he got... Submitted. I mean, there were a lot of good submissions. Like, when I submitted my scores, like there were a lot of 8s and 9s. and But this Barrel Dragon took my heart. And it shot it out of a triple barrel cannon. All right, congratulations <laughs> to We Are Venom. Winner once again. I've already sent you your PM. Yeah, he hasn't responded yet, so I don't know what kind of tokens he wants, but he'll barrel get to, uh, he'll get to he add wants to barrel. his... Bandit Keith tokens. He'll get to <laughs> add to his repertoire of tokens I've already created for I him. I want Bandit Keith tokens. Hunter, make us all Bandit Keith tokens. No. Please? <laughs> Just a picture of him thumbs upping and then the sunglasses and the bandana. Yay! <laughs> I'd use those every week. All right. We do have Best Build announcement, a big one. So Best Build will be taking place next weekend. Go ahead and let old Dick Grayson out before he starts making too much noise. He's trying to climb the wall. Your cat has mental problems, Hunter. 
Well, he, you know, he's done like a few... Like all of the children Bruce Wayne adopts. <laughs> uh, the event, or the uh, bill, it's too late to submit to Best Build. Thank you, everyone who submitted. We got about, I'd say, 30 or so here. It grows uh, every week and it gets harder to choose. Submissions. Um, so the format is you. we had to do a 600-point uh, Golden Age team that has six, at least four different universes represented on it. And those are the different universes and clicks like uh, DC, Marvel, Mage Knight, Lord of the Rings, Yu-Gi-Oh, Street Fighter, Kick-Ass, Bioshock, etc., etc. So you guys built us teams and sent them in. We have chosen our finalists. Drumroll, please. I chose Travis Schultz, who sent us, uh, I think his came through Gmail. And he did exactly, or not exactly, but similar to what I was saying on the podcast, I said I wanted send me some teams with a lot of Mage Knight. Two of you guys sent me uh, a lot of Mage Knight pieces. This one has two Skeleton Skullwalkers, three Zombie, oh, Zombie Shambler, I was thinking of the other guys. But anyways, I like I want to try these guys too. Three Zombie Shamblers, Raiden Mars, which is the chase, Banshee, which I assume he means uh, Wolverine the X-Men Banshee. Lieutenant Gordon, which I'm not sure why he has on there. Let's see. You mean Deadpool Banshee? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, let's see if Lieutenant... He says Dark Knight Rises Lieutenant Gordon, my favorite piece. Unless he's just metagaming it and he just threw it on there because he knew I'd pick to make. Well, I mean, you could make Banshee oh, for you. Oh, Banshee maybe. would be... I was thinking, would Gordon share a keyword with uh, any of these other guys? Let's see what keywords Mars has, just to see. Okay, yeah, so it would just be for Banshee. But that would move Banshee up. Oh! I just got it. Yeah. Gordon moves up, which moves Banshee, and you choose Banshee as your boss for the Mage Knight spawn, Mage spawn team uh, ability. So and then that Banshee free moves, moves every... Uh, my, whole team, my whole team is going to get to move for free, essentially. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a really smart team. Nice job, Travis. So we'll see how that plays out. So that's the team I chose, uh, I Travis Schultz. Austin chose uh, GL Stocky's team. I think he's on HC Realms where he submitted. He, yeah, HC Realms. Uh, it has Lex, the rare Lex from the anniversary set at 160. Nako Man King from Yu-Gi-Oh. Knifehead at the cheaper point value from Pacific Rim. That'll be interesting. I still haven't played Knifehead, so I'm looking forward. To he it. has a really cool power. Uh, Hobbit Radagast, which Radagast. I really wanted to play awesome. Radagast. Or wait, is this the new? This might not be... Okay, yeah, yeah. It's the Radagast I'm thinking of. Yeah, Radagast is freaking sick. Um, and then you have somebody else. Shift Ravager, who I really like from Mage Knight. Um, then Drewster picked Spider-Ham, who I think also is from HG... Yeah, also from HG Realms. He has a big uh, animal theme team here. It's pretty great. Dogpool. Alyosha. Gotta have Alyosha on there. Falcon from the Cap Set, the real old one that comes with Red Wing. Uh, Squirrel Girl, who <laughs> also comes with a little monkey detachable Joe. Monkey Joe, yeah. Karu Seal from Word of Light that who we were just talking about. Dogs. Who also has the, you're gonna have so many pieces on the board. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, Catwoman, uh, Batman TV, Catwoman. So that has the detachable cat. <laughs> Beast Boy Pterodactyl. Okay, that doesn't have Firewing Pegasus and Desolation of Smog Woodland Creature by uh, Horde Tokens. Two of those little guys. So that's a cool team. It's got I lots of detachable team. stuff. Yeah, and you're gonna have the lion. Yeah. So you're, okay, let's, think, so let's think how many actual things you're gonna have on the field. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
11, no, 10, 11, 12. Is 13. it just an Attack of the Woodland Creatures team? You have 15 pieces on the board <laughs> in a 600-point uh, event. So that'll be fun, too. So those are the teams we chose for the finalists. Oh, um, you guys will be eligible. Whichever one of us does the best, uh, your team will win. We will be recording these matches. I will post them on our YouTube uh, channel, and you guys can see that. Speaking of YouTube channel, I put up... I, I don't think I had time to do a video this week. No, I didn't. But I do have the um, Thunderbolts Fast Forces review up on there. And I also did another video, the Return of the King uh, CTD unboxing. So what they did with Return of the King, guys, um, and the sculpts are great, by the way. Um, they only did 16 figures in the Return of the King, and it was a package and a gravity feed, 24, point, 24 count. So the cool thing that they did with this set that I honestly wish they would do with almost every clicks set like this is in your 24 count gravity feed it's a fixed rarity in this set there are eight rares and eight commons and i was like that's weird eight rares and eight commons with no uncommons and no chases that's really weird um if you look at it here it's a return of the king so yeah they only have eight rares commons and then goes right to eight rares so in the box of 24 Eight of them are one each of the eight rares, and, and the other ones are two each of the two commons. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and four of the eight commons are generics. So you get two generics of oh. each, and then you only get dupes. I was like, that's damn that's nifty. nice. I pretty wish every nice. set was like that, honestly. So I was very happy with the pulls. If you guys want to see the sculpts and see some of the stuff, go to our YouTube channel, um, Return of the King. There was a comment on Reddit where someone was asking about a power battery video. Do we have any plans to do one of those? Um, I'll be doing one... First, this week, I'm going to try to do late, probably later in this week. Um, okay. If, I just if, figured I'd bring it up if there's interest. Well, what I was going to say is, um, if I can get, I might swing by Game Preserve tomorrow, I'll pick up my Green Lantern, my uh, scenario pack or whatever, and do the review for the scenario pack and go over And the, do the rules for the power battery, too? Yeah. Actually, I'll save the rules for a separate video. Just because I really need to do a lot of research before I do that. This is true. Because there's a lot of freaking questions to that thing. So the, we'll do two separate videos. This week I'll do a review video for the uh, scenario pack. And then next week if I can uh, make some time, which I should, I will try to do a full uh, rules explanation video guide for you guys. Most places won't be using it until month two, I would think. I know our I'm none kinda, of our places are using them until month two. I'm kind of wondering if I even, like... Like, with the Book of Skulls, with Fear Itself, I almost I almost preferred when we didn't play with it. So I'm kind of hoping... Well, this is a lot different than Fear Itself, because the book is stupid. And... Uh, but the power batteries, like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of them. There's going to be some ridiculous combos with them. It's also very... There's a lot of shit going on with that thing. There's already a lot of shit going on in this set, period. Yeah, I think I may wait till at least month three for us. Actually, I'd do it five and six. Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay, see. Yeah, because five and six need something to spice it up. Oops, sorry. I made a lot of noise with the keyboard there, but yeah, we'll see. But anyways, for you guys out there who subscribe to our YouTube channel, we appreciate you doing that. Yes. And that's the schedule coming up. So next week I'll try to get up a review video, and then the week after I'll try to do a rules explanation if for the really power If you really love bag. us, you'll watch every video on our YouTube and subscribe. A lot of you Three guys... Three times. Three times. At least. At least. Uh, yeah, a lot of you guys do want a rules video, so I will get to work on that. You get to see Hunter's face and hear his voice. What more is there to life? Um, what else do I have? Oh, I have a Gmail. Um, quickly, I TJ Hamilton is the guy who I was talking about last week who I said there's a guy who sends us 
I was talking about if you guys had cool ideas for uh, teams and... Well, of course, my phone just died. Why wouldn't it die? My phone just died. Uh, I was going to pull up the email. Mine didn't. But uh, last week, I referenced that there was a guy on uh, Twitter that was giving me giving us really good uh, blind owl things, and I couldn't think of his name. It's TJ Hamilton. So shout out to TJ Hamilton. Appreciate you uh, sending us cool um, ideas to combo with blind owl. And then I had a Gmail that I wanted to read. Mm, not that one. Here it is, from Greg Rico. Uh, yeah, he says, quick question for you guys. Love the podcast. I'm currently deployed for a year, and it really sucks missing out on all the awesomeness going on in here clicks this year. You boys have provided the next best thing, in my opinion. While I'm unable to attend events back home in the States, you're the best, and keep it up. Now, when I get back home, where can I mail my Rocket Racer and Holiday Killer cards so that Drew can sign them and slap his value stamp on them? Yes! <laughs> Best day of my life. I do. I do want to say we all we're all going to be at Gen Con here in two months. So anyone who's going to be at Gen Con, keep an eye out for us. I tell you, okay. So yeah, speaking of which, and um, I was gonna, I was going to talk about that when Gen Con gets closer. We're going to try to get shirts made up. Depending on how many I can get and and um, the price, the price, I would not. We would not charge you guys for we you. We wouldn't overcharge. Like basically, we would just charge you guys however it would be much. At cost. Yeah, it would, cost. it would be however much it cost me to get them and then ship them. But we, if you guys would be interested in some shirts, we may in the future be able to do that. But but yeah, we are going to try to get shirts in time to wear at Gen Con. So if you see people in Dial H for HeroClick shirts, be sure to stop us. Drew, we need to get you a rubber stamp we're gonna set pad. We're going to set them up at a table, and we're going to have Play Against Hunter, and Drew will stamp your Silver Age figures. <sighs> and you get to poke Austin in the stomach and watch, and watch make me him do Google. his Pillsbury thing that he does. <laughs> I am, that's no, only Dwayne can do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I really, I loved meeting the fans last year. We ran into a couple. Um, I would love to. And we had just started. We only we had, had, like. just started then. We had, like, grown two episodes, three episodes on freaking. Five, six. iTunes by the time. Yeah, I guess it was over four or five. But, but um, for Greg here, I think we should make an exception and do some sort of mail-in thing to get it stamped. That's true. Well. We can do a mail thing, too, if people want to mail their cards in. <laughs> we don't care. Anyways, I'll yes, that it. is a good idea. We're going to look into getting a stamp in the ink pad. And I will carve that stamp it can't by be that, hand. It can't be that much to get a custom it, stamp in. You, we get them at work all the time. There's no way they're expensive. We'll see. We'll see. We'll look into this. Getting a stamp, <laughs> and then Drew can carry it with him at <laughs> And if you guys run into us... Uh, Stop us! Bring us all the value cards, and we will stamp approval. And that'll be Drew's little autograph. Do we need to wear "Hello, my name is" like stickers with our? Oh my god! Hi, my name is Drewster of Dial H. But anyways, so yeah, that's something to look into. You made me so happy. <laughs> I can't. This smile isn't gonna. Drew's tearing up, Hunter. He's tearing up. No, I'm not tearing up. But <laughs> fuck, man, that's great. All right, and then lastly for comics, I just wanted to quickly say I know we we're gonna be talking about Original Sin in two weeks. I know a lot of you guys are wanting to hear our thoughts on the Original Sin and hear your our thoughts of whether you should start buying. Dude, we should probably read it, buying it or not. <laughs> um, it is really good. It, I like it so far. So check it out. And there's some interesting stuff going on. Plus, Nick. Fury's back, which is awesome. Oh yeah, but um, the good Nick Fury. I, w- I wanted to talk about comics. I was on my honeymoon. Of course, I had a long plane ride there and back, and I had some free time from time to time to like tan and sit on the beach and read. 
And so I got a lot of reading done. I got all my Hellboy read and caught up. I'm all the way up to the new Hellboy in Hell. But if you guys don't read Hellboy, I know I, I know I, you know, schoolgirl giggle about him all the time. But that's that's a, that's one of the best books ever made. If you guys are interested at all, give Hellboy a try. It's funny because every time there's an AMA on Reddit from a comic book writer or something, and they ask him what their favorite comic is, almost every time they say Hellboy. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. It's very good. very impressive. But anyways. Um, a book I had read that I've had, I actually bought a long time ago. Somebody told me, "Hey, you got to read this book," and I bought the trade, and it's been sitting on my shelf, and I never actually ended up reading it until this uh, weekend on the plane was Goldfish, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, who I know all of you guys by this point. Who is this Bendis fellow? You know who Bendis who is? Who is Brian Michael? This was written before he got as popular with uh, Marvel. I think he was still the working Lord. there, but he wasn't quite the guy he, you know, the stature he is right now. Uh, Goldfish is a graphic novel in the truest sense of the term. It is um, very... Not much of it is actual art um, compared to most comic books. And it's all in black and white. And it's a crime type of drama. Basically to set up the baseline is that you're introduced to this character named Goldfish who's coming back to this town that it's obvious he grew up in um, like... 15, 10, 15 years later. And you're introduced to all the, his friends and they're kind of like catching up and like um, reminiscing about old times and you find out that he was, um, that they're all into kind of, used to be into some shady stuff and a lot of them still are. And that he was like one of the best con men. He, he's a con man is basically what he is. Is he the Sawyer of this group? And, yeah, he is very Sawyer-like. And um, so they reminisce about cool stories about them like, conning each other and stuff and Sidebar, are you finished with Lost? He is finished. I am finished with Lost. I was disappointed. We'll get to that. We can, we can have a quick Lost session. Uh, right. section. But um, anyways, it's a lot about crime. Um, the main plot is between him and this chick who now runs a casino in this little town, which is basically where all the, bad, the shady stuff in the area goes down. Anyways, there's like lots of little threads going on in the book at the same time. And it's really well written. It feels really realistic. It honestly feels a lot like a Brian Azzarello series to me. Like it has that good yeah. ground level grittiness. If it, it, it's nice, it's well paced. It's well written. It the dialogue is uh, is really natural. It, it this would be an excellent movie. Somebody should make a movie out of Goldfish. Honestly, well, they're doing they're doing a Sin City movie. I mean, like uh, the crime dramas they've, are really they've already done Sin City. They're, they're doing, doing a new Sin City. They're doing yeah. Sin City too. Oh, finally? Uh, a yeah, damned, finally. It's a damn to kill. I've been talking forever about it. But if you guys are interested in I mean, books like... Damned, wasn't that... I don't know which number it was. It wasn't a damned to kill for... I don't know what it's called. I just know it's Sensity 2. But uh, if you guys like uh, Criminal or Fatal or... Um, what's another book that's similar to... A Hundred Bullets, like those kind of Sin books. Sin City. Sin City. <laughs> um, definitely pick this up. It's... I know it's a popular book. A lot of you guys may have already read it, but if you haven't, if you're like me and you've you've always heard it's pretty good and you want, but you never actually stopped and read it, read it. It's not. It's honestly not that long either. So it, he does the art as well. He does the art and the dialogue. Um, very good. So pick that up, Goldfish. I'm pretty sure Dame to Kill for by the way is the one that was in the first movie with Marv. That's what. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's a reboot of it. The reboot. Oh, uh, the re. But the first one was really good. Yes, it was extremely good. 
Um, so we should do other ones. Very, very short. Okay, but we'll go ahead. Very short, as before if, we sign off. If at this point you haven't seen Lost, we're going to be talking about Lost for a few minutes. So goodbye, have a great day. This was a great podcast, yada yada, from the crew. Just close it now. But, so, let's begin. I was disappointed in the ending until I watched the epilogue. There's an epilogue episode where they talk about Walt Jr. And how he's technically the one that's supposed to be the caretaker of the island. And it kind of explains a little bit of stuff, and it goes a little bit more of where the supply drops came from and crap like that. And it kind of wraps things up a little better. Um, It was confusing. Like, even for me, where I was paying full attention that last season entirely, getting the gist of what was going on towards the end, I had to go, like, to wikis and interviews and try to get the wrap-up of it. Um, I couldn't imagine for people who were, like, not paying 100% attention how they kept up with it. Um, The whole... I don't know. I just... It was kind of anticlimactic at the end. I felt like they were just trying to wrap it up, and they just did. I used to joke on forums, be like, oh, are they going to go to heaven? Yeah. They gonna go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, well, I liked it. Okay. I don't say I liked I didn't like the way they wrapped it up. It felt very rushed. And, and that's, that's exactly the feeling. And it was. Yeah, exactly. It was. The whole show after the first two. If you the guys, Reiner strike is the critical part. In that's the show that's true. Yeah. If you guys don't understand, this is probably the, this is, there's no doubt about it. This is the show that was hurt the most yep. by the Rider Strike. It was a show that was Heroes perfect, almost perfect. Heroes got hit pretty bad, but it had some. But Heroes is mad to start with. Yeah. Lost the first two seasons. Lost some of the best TV you'll ever watch in your entire life. It's literally and it just the thing is like you can physically tell the point where the Rider Strike kicks in because all of a sudden the character pieces the you get the Jack's tattoo episode. Which, I love the interviews with the producer and the director, because they talk about, they, they if they could remove one episode from existence forever, that one's it. They're like, it was... Is the, it bad I could name that episode? Yes. Stranger in a Strange Land. Yes. It's season... It the, f- it's like... It's like season four something. It's season but, four, yeah. And the thing is, the way that episode is, you, you think it's such an important thing, but it's nothing. Like, it is absolutely no, nothing. No, it's Jack banging an Asian chick. And getting a tattoo. That is it. That is the whole damn episode. It was the worst. I don't know if it's... And that's when I started getting bored of Lost. That's when I had my burnout and I stopped watching it. Well, then I came back. Um, Reading the interviews, the producer and director said the writer's strike definitely had a huge portion to do with it. But ABC was pushing for more fluff. They didn't want the series to keep advancing at the pace it was doing. And they kind of wanted them either... And the producers were like, we actually wanted to end it. So they kept going and kept going. Um... I loved the Jacob versus the Man in Black story. See, like, that's what I was gonna say. That that's whole what I war, loved. the whole war, and the idea of it was awesome. also. I really after, liked the last season. After the Rider Strike, we get what is possibly the best character of the entire series, and Daniel Faraday. I do love Daniel Faraday, but um, I like freaking bro, oh, what's his name? The guy who says brother all the time, um, Desmond. Desmond. I love Desmond. Yeah. Um, there are so many good characters that get You're added. Gonna die, Charlie. <laughs> There's so many good characters You're that get Charlie. added, but uh, I think overall, it was a good show. I definitely do not regret a minute I spent on it outside of the Jack's tattoo episode. Dude, there were so <laughs> many bad. Any Kate episode is not good. What? It's got fucking Kate in it. She's fine as hell. 
Dude, she's so fucking boring. I don't care. She's fine. Well, okay. I should say, I should say, any Kate episode besides the one where like she kills her fucking stepdad. <laughs> that was that the, was pretty sweet. The it was a good series. Um, it had a good run. I think they really could have wrapped it up a lot better than they did. But I think the producer and director just wanted to end it at that point. I really liked the the last. Um, six episodes or so though the Jacob and, yeah like, I As my that. only thing I wish they would have done would have been to escalate the war between Locke um, uh, Widmore and the uh, and Jacob's followers just like this one big like catastrophic Locke died a long time ago it's not okay evil Locke it's that's it's not actually Locke, I know. That's not Locke, that's the man in black. I know it is. Okay, you did. Which, honestly, Which is the man. Here's the annoying part. Now I want to watch through the whole series again now that I know that the smoke monster can take the form of dead people because that's going to change a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, Jack's father towards the beginning makes exactly. sense. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, there's so much stuff that comes back like that. Um, it is, yeah, it's the man in black the entire series. It was a good... I would recommend the series to anyone. Um... Really, hands down, it was a great series. After we just spoiled it all. Yeah, after we just spoiled it all. Well, Austin gave a disclaimer. I gave a disclaimer. Yeah. Sorry, uh, we're ran. We didn't, we didn't super spoil everything. Sorry that we uh, randomly are going on, on a, a tangent. Tangent about a show. That's I don't know. Been we've over. talked about TV shows before. <laughs> I know, but this show's been over forever. Yeah, me and Hunter were on board that phenomenon. I don't think. I'm- because I don't know. It was well. Just... I was late to it. I didn't watch it on TV. I watched. It. Oh, you didn't watch. It. I watched it on online, and then I watched some on Netflix. I've been Lost. watching it for the last six months. Lost was the uh, biggest, one of the biggest parts of my child. My. Uh, it my created husband. the Drewster as we know him. No, it really didn't. <laughs> the bitter asshole. He created the bitter asshole as we know. That was my extra. We better introduce him next week week as the bitter asshole. All right, you'll have to remind me. Well, next week will be a short episode, as you guys have heard. We're back to we're on a different schedule now. So next week you'll just get uh, news, half of our love, just news and community, and get to hear our beautiful voices. But at least we'll keep you updated on all the new. Uh, hope I think next week we will get some news. The hot shit for kids, yo. <laughs> With that said. See you next week. Bye-bye. Later.